0: Welcome to episode 33. It's time to set all the animals free.
1: <gasps> oh, that was brilliant. And fuzzy. It's and not more. bathroom
0: humor. It's no bathroom humor. But that would be my um, submission. Uh, yes, I'm for that. Okay.
1: You're listening to Midwest Vegan Radio. We're sharing all our secrets. <laughs> We're sharing all of our secrets just for you special listeners. With your host... Dallas. That sounds so good. And Ryan. Pass the news What up?
0: Um. This guy. This guy. This guy. This guy. This guy. That guy. That guy. Not that guy. That guy. That guy. Actually, Elliot's down. He's, he's lower, lower than
2: all of us. Actually, Elliot on the is floor. lower and yeah, you know, he's I like it that way. He's pretty cute with his headphones on. So <laughs> Aww. Yeah, That's the idea. Closer yeah. to the booze. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so it is Midwest Vegan Radio again. Again, always again. So whether you've just discovered us for the first time or you are listening for the 32nd time, either way or anywhere in between. We're here again. We're so happy that you're listening to us because it means that talking has a purpose. <laughs> uh, <laughs> talking into these microphones is meaning something because of you. <laughs> so thanks so much for that. Um... Who are you over there? I'm Ryan. And I'm Dallas. Elliot's over there. Hello. And we have a guest with us. What kind of guest? Um
1: uh a bald one. Bald? <laughs> bald one? A bald one. No. Bald one? But you're shaven. You're not bald. That's true. Yep.
2: But I am a guest. You yeah.
0: are
1: um and are
0: you I've saying? wanted to
2: be on the show for a long time.
0: And we've wanted you on for a long time.
2: So I'm pretty excited.
0: That's pretty... Okay, so we have an exciting and excited guest.
2: That's right.
0: (laughs) Um, Who is our exciting, excited guest? Phil. I said it. I just said it.
3: (laughs) She said it.
1: It's Phil. So you guys may have remembered, and if this is your first time listening, you wouldn't have heard this, but you may have heard me talk about Moksha I don't know, in one episode or every episode since maybe June last year. I would say maybe Almost three every... out of five. Yeah. yeah. I talk about it's Moksha. It's more than half. In damn near every episode. At any rate, Phil is one of the owners of Moksha, so there's that. That could be a drinking game. Uh, how many times we say Moksha? You. How <laughs> many times I <laughs> you say, say Moksha? say Moksha?
2: Okay. I would imagine she says it a lot. Yep. Yeah. I was there today.
1: Yep. Working, not practicing, but... But still...
2: Working hard.
1: It
0: got inside there. You still seeped some up. I did. Um, So, I mean, there's lots of reasons, and we were actually just discussing this before we started rolling, about what are we going to talk to Phil about? Yeah. Because we knew that we wanted to have him on the show, but we didn't quite... I mean, it's kind of like Sarah Jane, which was the last episode that we did, and Sarah Jane has lots of cool things that she does, and so we just decided we need to have her, and we'll just talk about them all. So I'm kind of thinking this might be... Not similar, dissimilar. yeah. Not dissimilar. <laughs>
1: I like to make everything into
2: a
0: negative. A little bit
1: more complicated than it has to be. Why do you hate freedom? Yes. Don't you love me anymore?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Charming. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thinking that yoga is a great place to jump in. Yeah.
2: I remember yes. when I first met you guys at the studio. Yeah. You guys had vegan shirts on, and I was, hey, I'm a vegan.
0: <gasps> oh, vegans! Ryan had done a little bit of uh, research on Moksha... Yeah yoga minneapolis before we went and she said look this instructor says that she likes to make vegan food Mm -hmm. (laughs) so we we didn't know all the details but we thought okay that's good news this is good that's Mm -hmm. a good it's a good sign that kind of is a good sign and we'll see what that means we'll go do some recon and then uh i was pretty
2: excited that day as well
1: yes so yeah and you invited us you you put the invite out there that you should have us over for dinner which didn't happen for a very 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 long time and still hasn't happened for you no but i officially have
2: had dinner at phil's oh cool yeah and was your meal it was fucking amazing was it amazing
1: it was out of control it was
2: all that chicken i had in there
1: Mm-hmm. it was all the chicken and the and the fish yep. and no, the cheese oh, no no i don't like this
2: it wasn't it was a beautiful vegan meal
1: it was. There was. Yeah. Uh, it was a
2: nice coconut rice bowl. Mm-hmm. We had some nice uh, sweet potatoes. Yep. Or was it squash? I Can't remember. Oh wait. Kale well, for sure. It was sure. orange. It was it was sweet potato, nice uh, kale There's, chips.
0: Mm-hmm. I have never friends. had kale chips. Some hemp Everybody seeds. talks about them, and I've not what? had them. Well, well no, it, I had some raw kale chips from Whole Foods, but they were not good. Oh.
2: But they you've never raw. had Philly D kale chips. Uh-uh. No, I haven't. Well, we can change that. Good
1: cool. stuff. Did you do them with a dehydrator? Or just in the oven? You did them, didn't I you? I just
2: did them in the oven. The old classic oven. The classic. classic tale of uh, me versus the oven.
1: Yeah. I've tried them in the oven, they got burned. And I won. <laughs> I don't win. So you're going to have to. So, have to do that. back to the yoga. Yeah. <laughs> Phil's from Canada. Toronto, yeah. to be specific. You are our second Canadian guest. Yep. Really? Not the first? No. no. If you can believe that. i out
2: of here. This is bullshit. <laughs> this is wrong. How did this happen?
1: How did this I, happen? I don't know.
2: You guys um, guaranteed me when I signed the contract to come on the show that I would be the first Canadian. No. This sorry. is outrageous.
0: Yeah. He's gathering his stuff He's throwing things. Calm <laughs> um, so down, Phil. Both of you guys. You guys are both nuts about yoga. Yes. I'm a fan. I like it. But I have not dedicated as much of my self to it. But I'm curious about how yoga and veganism connect in your worlds.
2: Well, for me, <clears throat> you know, to be quite honest, yoga was my path to, to vegan. I, I was an intense meat eater for a, a, a huge portion of my life. I was the uh, spokesperson for the Atkins diet many years ago. Wow. Not really, but I mean, I was. But you were—you were doing that, yeah. Wow. And um, then I discovered yoga, and uh, through yoga, I started discovering myself more. And in um, discovering myself, I uh, started to discover more compassion, and you know, literally in a very simple way it just one day it included animals when I woke up hmm. the compassion sort of kept growing and blossoming which was good for my life and um, but it just started to include animals that's awesome so that's sort of my approach towards a, a vegan it's not necessarily the diet it's just the the least amount of harm I could do is always the better right? approach for me
1: was your first experience, or when you got into yoga, was it moksha? And was it
2: it was, that that brought you
1: closer? Because I know that in the teacher training, there's a lot of emphasis on some books that are like eating animals. And they seem to, what is the word? They seem to embrace veganism, the founders of moksha.
2: Yes. Um, one of the founders, uh, Ted Grand, is a, uh, a very passionate environmentalist and uh, for him you know being a vegan is one of the you know the greenest things you can do of course so and then one of the most compassionate things you can do so this is his approach and and he's always been one of my biggest mentors and that's where I sort of was even introduced to be quite honest you know eight years ago I was um, extremely ignorant towards even the word vegan. I was like, what, you know, it wasn't nothing that came up in cir- my circles of friends, nothing that ever came close to being talked about in high school where I went to school in Toronto and it was just I mean, it was very very new to me when I just when I when I discovered yoga, like I said, I just started discovering a lot of new things.
3: That's
0: awesome. Yeah. So, well, do you have something off that or no?
1: I was just going to talk about how many studios you have, but that's not relevant to that.
0: Okay. Well, at one of them, there's a vegan cafe, I just heard. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we, um, for us, our, again, our approach is, is the road of compassion in, in our choice for, for um, a vegan lifestyle. So at one of our studios in Canada, we have a, a vegan cafe called Community Cafe.
1: Community Cafe.
2: Calm unity. Calm calm. unity. Community. Community. Yep. Yeah. Huh? Get it? Play on words. Yes. Ah, calm. calm, like yoga. You get calm in yoga. Yep. Yeah. Yoga means to unify. Yeah. To to yoke to bring in calm yeah. unity, but then you you say it fast, it's like sounds like community. Yeah. Which is the root of what we want to do at Moksha, is build community. Sangha? 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 Sangha. So, but it's a beautiful cafe that offers uh, very simple, just, we have different rice bowls, some different salads, and some different wraps.
1: When do we get that here?
2: Um, I don't know, to be honest. I mean, that was one of my goals, is to open a vegan restaurant here in Uptown.
1: Well, we have had Still some... Is. People write to us from Canada, so I think you ought to say where your studios are in Canada.
2: Winnipeg. Uh, Moksha Studios all across Canada. Yep. But uh, we have them too in Winnipeg. and uh, But anywhere you go in Canada, you can find Moksha Studios you now. As long as it's a big city.
1: Yeah. That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like you have the. Because we know that Moksha is really a community here in Minneapolis. It's mm-hmm. really, it's not a yoga studio. It is a yoga studio technically, but it's so much more than that. And do you, is that the same at the other studios as well? You get that same vibe?
2: Yeah, exactly. Moksha is built on seven pillars. So the decisions that uh, we make as owners, this is the common thread, is the seven pillars. And so if you go to any studio it's not like a franchise so you go to any moksha studio it's very different in size and they're all independent owners but what's similar is number one the seven pillars and number two the moksha series it's mm-hmm. the type of yoga they're doing but um, so one of those one of those pillars is live green and so our studios are built with that environment in mind and how we treat the treat the earth. And
1: um our studio is so beautiful.
2: It is pretty beautiful. It's Not that I'm bragging.
1: <laughs> I agree it about is beautiful. The, do you want to talk about all of the stuff that you did to make it environmentally friendly?
2: Um well <clears throat> where we can um reduce our material use we can. So the floor is just the natural um Concrete that's in there. Hmm. Um, so we we just you know reglazed it, but it's the natural concrete. In the studio, in the hot room, it's a cork, mm-hmm. a cork floor from non-harvested trees. Um, all the paint is VOC freight paint, so there's no toxins. All of our furniture is reclaimed and uh, reused wood, and even the the iron pieces, like it's all reclaimed. It's so we, no no new things were. No new materials were used to build any of the furniture, including the wall, that wood wall. Mm -hmm. It's all reclaimed wood. Um, And the lockers and the cubbies, it's all reclaimed wood, the table. And then all the products we use to make sure the studio is clean and maintained. It's all environmentally friendly products and all 100% biodegradable, uh, nothing to harm the earth. The Benefact smell. Yeah, nothing to harm the earth or harm the individuals who are uh, in that room. But they they do get used to that smell, yeah.
1: Yeah, it smells so good. It's weird to think that cleaning products smell good, but it's the Benefact smell. What is Benefact? The
2: brand? Mm -hmm. Benefact is um, a cleaner, or a disinfected. sorry, not a cleaner. They do have a cleaning product, but it's um, 100% plant-based. But it is also hospital-grade. So, like, you you know, you could use it for hospitals to... I wish more hospitals did use it instead of the, you know, some of the crazy intense chemicals they use. Yeah, yeah. But um, it originally was designed for fires, for fire, to clean up fires and smells from fires and just disinfect wow. the area. Yeah. So it's very strong stuff. Um, but it is... You know, what I, 100% plant-based, and it can't harm people if they ingest it a little bit. If it, when it's sprayed, if it's pretty strong in the room, they may cough a little bit, but it uh, it won't harm their system at all.
1: Hmm. And it smells really good.
2: It does. Not that we're bragging.
1: No, I'm not bragging at
2: all. We don't brag. Mm-mm. We're yogis. Yogi's don't brag.
1: I yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm.
0: As
2: she sits here with this face of like, yeah, you brag, you're a bragger.
1: sorry so you have a question for phil well i guess
0: i i'm still kind of trying to get to i mean maybe ryan maybe you can talk about a little bit how veganism and yoga connect in your world or how they support you know how they because
1: i feel like they do well i will say something i feel like phil should address this being one our guest to a yoga studio yeah owner um and i ta- i mentioned before that um the ahimsa piece is what I think should connect them if it doesn't for people um but I think Phil should talk more about that and well
2: ahimsa, maybe f- ahimsa is a big part of it
0: what ahimsa. ahimsa does he you want to define what ahimsa is for our listeners
2: so yoga um <clears throat> has eight limbs. And the physical practice, asana, is just one of those limbs. The first two limbs are are called the yamas and niyamas, which are almost like a sort of a code of ethics. That
1: sounds like the yamas same thing. And yamas
2: and niyamas. Yamas and niyamas.
1: Ni. Oh, niyamas. niyamas. Yamas, yamas
0: and niyamas. niyamas. Yeah, that's
1: right.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah. So one of them is like um, how how you treat yourself mm-hmm. and how you clean yourself, how you take care of yourself. And then the others are how you treat the world. And ahimsa is the first of those, how you treat the the world. And ahimsa means... So it's the fir- very first thing at the top of the pillars, or the top of the eight limbs of yoga.
0: And is that hierarchical, or is that just... I mean, is that an intentional top?
2: I think it is, yes. I don't know if... I can't really speak to it. I think it is, because everything sort of follows from that. Like, if you actually are embracing ahimsa, non-harming, non-violence, mm-hmm. then all the other ones...
0: They fall into place. They fall into place, yep.
2: like okay. non-stealing. Um, you know, just how we treat treat the world, or code of ethics, okay. if, if you were. But there's no dogma. So it's not very religious. It's just like, you know, just living with compassion mm-hmm. and letting that compassion start with yourself and how it filters outward from there. So non-harming being... Um, so this is this is always... It can take so many different roads from there, right? Because that's a pretty broad statement, non-harming. Yeah. So for me, example, um, when I ordered pizza one time, I ordered no cheese. Um, from this great place in Winnipeg that has a great vegan crust and lots of vegetable toppings and unique vegetable toppings, not just like the the basic tomato Mm -hmm. and mushrooms. But they sent me the pizza with cheese. Mm. So it's like, now what is going to cause more harm? Me yelling at this person, this driver who didn't make the pizza, and sending him back in his car, 10 minutes, more gas, more oil burned, more environmental impact, another box wasted, another pizza made, so I can get my no cheese. Mm-hmm. Or me saying to him, you know, I, I ordered it with no cheese. If you could just let them know, and I'll probably phone them and let them know. But thank you for the pizza. Take the cheese off. And go from there. Mm-hmm. So, this is this is this would be my approach, and in, in how I make my choices is what's going to create the most least amount of harm. Not only for myself, letting my own anger rise and letting my own frustration and that's not going to help me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like picking up a hot piece of coal to throw at them. I'm going to get burned yeah. too. You know, it's like. So this is the the root of my decision making as a vegan. Is like how am I going to. Make good choices and make good decisions, but also plant seeds in other people. And and that's all I can do. is And that's what I do with my teaching as well, is I try to plant these seeds. And we do with our, our vegan restaurant. We don't really heavily promote that it's vegan. We just try to right. make really quality, good food. And when people ask questions, we can now have a discussion with them and... Yep. And so we plant seeds, and the vegans all know that it's vegan and they yeah, and we nurture we nurture those seeds, we water those seeds with our actions, with our words, with our thoughts, and hope that they start to impact more people, mm-hmm. so at our studio, when we do challenges, when we do um, potlucks, we always ask people to make vegan food or mm-hmm. And challenge them. And some people are like, What's that? And then now you have a discussion with them. You're like, Oh, well, this is what you could do. You could have this option. You could do this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe it'd be a fun challenge. You can look up a recipe. You can open up your scope. Mm -hmm. And then when they do that, they start to see the real fun in it, you know? Because I think the, the ignorance of some people of when they make these crazy statements of, like, Oh, I could never be vegan. I like meat. I'm like, well, like, and, or I could never make anything. What could I make? What do you make? And it's just like when you start to actually dis- talk to them and tell them what you make and what you eat or when you have them over for dinner, you know, it's like, but they still can't get over it. They're like, well, I couldn't make this. I was like, you can't make a bowl of rice <laughs> with some sweet potato? Are you kidding me? So it just baffles me. Um, at you know
1: yeah, I'm always I, very impressed when we whenever there are events at the studio, and all of the the different things. And you know these people aren't vegan. A lot, a lot of them aren't, but they show up with the most amazing food. And sometimes it's just store
2: bought hummus and chips or whatever. But
1: the ones that go but the out ones and make
2: that they, go out and make it, you see their yeah. excitement. Like oh, I made this and it's vegan. Yeah. And, and it's excited, always good. You know, and yeah. that just comes from planting seeds and. You never know where to come from that, yeah. you know? Just like that very first yoga class I did with the co-founder of Moksha, Ted Grant. He planted seeds in me that day, you know?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And next thing you know, I own studios. And I, <laughs> I, if you asked me if I was going to own yoga studios, if you met me like 10 years ago, you would have, there's no way if I went to my high school reunion, people would think that I would own yoga studios and that I was a vegan.
3: hmm
2: <laughs> Just no way.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Well that's why kind of i really get excited about um when when talking to people it's like we have this preconceived i the, it's easy to have a preconceived notion about who's going to be receptive mm-hmm. and definitely it's I've been really challenging that a lot um and just re- approaching approaching these conversations with openness and kind of like genuine. It, genuinely listening to people and and being honest, <laughs> not trying to tell them, not trying to frame the way that I'm saying what I have to say in a way that I think they're going to receive it well because of who I perceive them to be in a split split moment. But um, that like, yeah, I think that a it's a good lesson.
1: What um, I just want to say that Dallas and I were recently at the Living Green Expo for the Animal Rights Coalition, and. It's kind of, a little off-topic, but kind of related no, to... No, that's exactly what I was about. thinking about when I said that. Um, we, it was so funny. I had the preconceived notion that it wasn't going to go well. We were doing um, farm-to-fridge video where we were, we were paying people a dollar to watch a four-minute video on common animal agriculture practices. And I was expecting it to be really rough because even though I loved tabling, last year at the Living Green Expo people were not receptive and they were rude... And we were right across from um, Whole Foods, who was doing "quote unquote" humane meat cooking demos, and it was really rough. It and across really, really from a banner of, of another vendor who
0: was selling—literally, their banner said, "Get your happy meat here." Yeah, <laughs> which is a thing that we make fun of, and you know they. Took and they a, had it literally; those words on their yeah. banner. So we were in a not not the best physical space to have those conversations, but.
1: But this this last one that we were at just recently, it was amazing. It was so different than last year. And every conversation was better than the last. And I can't even tell you in Dallas, you probably had the same experience. Dallas and I had a couple of conversations together and a lot apart. Um, but so many people thanked us for not being what they expected us to be, mm-hmm. which was angry and judgmental and kind of hostile towards them. Yeah, um, And we just had really Honest Thoughtful conversations with people Allowing them their own Process And it was God it was like the best yeah. Table and experience of my life It was really cool and
0: I think um, I want to do a little bit of writing and training around it But I think that the I was telling Brandon My husband on the way home About how I was so surprised with the way that that went too And I said you know based on last day I said I don't know what's so different You know, if the the people are different, or if I'm different, you know, and I kind of feel (laughs) like I think it's a little bit of both. I think that where we were, location wise, and I don't know, there were a couple of things that were different. Our 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 uh, system that we had people go through, and our organization was better, and the way we approached it was a little different. But um, one, I think, acknowledging people for their questions is always a really good strategy. You know, just simply saying, "Hey, it's really great that you're thinking about that," and. That's a great question. Um, And then also, like, one thing that I was doing and when somebody would put something out there that I didn't agree with or that I felt was false or whatever, like I had a problem with it in some way, I let them say that I let them get it completely out and then said, "Okay." Um, sometimes I would, you know, say, can I clarify so that I understand what it is that you mean? And then I would say, is it okay with you if I give you my perspective on that? And rather than just jumping in and responding. Mm -hmm. So like taking a moment and saying, is it okay if I share how I see that? And then, you know, they would say yes, of course, you know, yeah, of Mm -hmm. course, sure. That's, I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. Um, And then that really set it up for a great conversation rather than an argument. Um, And I felt like every single person who left our space, well, there was one woman who got up and, she was upset in the middle of the video and left and we couldn't, you know, convince her to stay and talk about it. But, um, every single person who left, left with a good experience. And I yeah. think that's so important. And that's what I see, how I see. Um, I don't know if it's the, yo- you know, I see a connection there with yoga anyway, that just taking a moment to kind of let what is be <laughs> like yeah. this person disagrees with me. And it's not the end of the world. <laughs> like, it's going to be... Okay, and then, you know, just kind of being, like, confident and calm enough to let them be where they are. And then ask, is it, you know, like, and then choose, how do I want to respond to this? Mm-hmm. How is it that I want to interact with this person? How do I want to leave them? How do I want to be with them?
1: That's exactly um, what I've gotten out of moksha. Yeah, I think it is that, being able to respond instead of react. Yeah. And as a long time on and off practicer of yoga I never I didn't get that from any other yoga studio yeah. no other yoga place got me to want to be part of that to want to be part of the magic and behind the scenes and want to be that involved to the point that I'd have a daily practice for a long time it's just so different
2: but I think I think that is, is all. it's all causes and conditions right it's all like space and time like how that event last year was so different uh, you know and it's a combination of yeah you're different Uh, there's a lot more uh, knowledge and education there that people have Mm -hmm. Uh, and with that a lot more myths that people have like there's more information being put out now so i think it offers up uh you know a new a new place to now have dialogue you know And just that ability to stand back and take a breath. And that's what yoga teaches us all the time is just take a breath. Yeah. Are you going to add fuel to this fire, you know, or are you going, we're always breathing, but that choosing to breathe deliberately, choosing to live deliberately, you know, in this moment, I'm going to breathe and calmly respond to this
0: or you know like just being in a place of discomfort and staying there for a minute i think yeah. that's yeah. the other, i mean because i don't practice all the time so these are kind of like the highlights of what i pull from the times when i do go but we did for your birthday yes yes i was there 6 a.m for my birthday
3: it was important <laughs> to me
0: um so yeah that was my very first birthday interaction moksha with ryan <laughs> um but yeah i mean i that that is a really good thing and i think that that seeps in yeah. somehow. Um, and, you know, just kind of being, letting yourself be receptive to whatever it is. And I think that's the other thing, too, is, um, like, the the whole notion of, like, whatever it is that you're doing that day in your practice or how you are on the mat is just how you are right now. And that that isn't, because I used to, um, I had a... I've been through treatment for anorexia and for an eating disorder. And I had a compulsive exercise, um, component to my eating disorder. And so it was, I uh, you know, my, I would go to the gym first thing in the morning every day. And if I didn't perform as good as, or better than the day before, no matter what, it was like I was totally worthless. Yeah. And so it was, it would pretty much set the tone for my, my entire day. And so I, if I wouldn't, if I wasn't able to, lift you know lift however many pounds however many times forever however many sets that day and it's just your body's not designed to just go up a slope for eternity like you cannot do that there's there's gonna be you know at some point you didn't eat you know the right thing get enough sleep you you know wasn't the right timing and you know no recovery time i mean i had a lot of things stacked against me too but i really you know yoga was one thing that my um treatment team was really on me about like you should go and try this and you know it's just about breathing and it's very much about acceptance of where you are and I love I mean that's pretty common in whatever studio you're going to that's just what's showing up for you right now and you just deal with that and so that's been a helpful thing I think in general and I think extending that the next step is to extend that to other people like okay that's where this person is right now there was a guy at um, my martial arts school where I go and I was very excited because they finally, they, they ordered vegan gloves for us, which was a really big deal because I, it's hard to find quality vegan bag gloves. And so I was all excited to get my gloves and the guy behind the counter who was selling them to me said, Oh, you know, thank you for not murdering any cows for your gloves. And I don't know exactly what he meant by that, but I said, Oh, you know, I'd never, I would never ever kill someone so I could have gloves. Why would you do that? You know, of course he's not vegan, but, um, he said, oh, well, you know, my fiancé will be so happy to know that somebody else cares about animals, too. And I said, yeah. <laughs> like, of course, of course. And he said, because that means that, you know, when you guys care about him, that just leaves more of them for me to eat. Oh. And I just looked at him, and I just said, well, it might not be that way forever for you. I was <laughs> like, you might change your mind. You know, right. you might. That's where you're at right now, but you might change your mind. Oh, so, the dumb things omnivores
1: say. Yeah, there, it's
0: omnivores say the darndest things <laughs> but i mean it was really interesting and um just it was a very bizarre kind of exchange but i'm like okay he said that
3: yeah
2: you know and that's why we that's just focus on planting seeds because you can't jam it down people's throat nope. every day so you just plant these little seeds for you for our teachers we're always trying to plant those seeds of like you know don't don't react just respond Mm -hmm. more peacefully and more compassionately and honor yourself where you are that day. And that's our second pillar is be accessible, you know. And we want to be accessible to people financially but we want the yoga to be accessible physically for any body type, any age. And then the first part of accessibility is access. We want people to be able to access their their strength and honor it and always where it is that day and access their beauty and access their, their compassion ultimately is what we're trying to plant these seeds of. Hmm. And then, so the, then the teachers nurture it, man. They nurture it with their, their words in class, their intentions that they set, And we, as business owners, Ryan and I, we try to nurture it with, uh, the decisions we're making in the studio. And oh, no,
1: um, Clarify. Ryan. Ryan. Not Ryan. Not me. Mm-hmm. Well,
3: just
1: because it sounds a little We're similar. We're we, we, we
3: so. My
2: business partner.
0: Right. Like the, not me. Llamas and Nisanas or... Like, yamas Yama and yamas. yamas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like llamas.
2: Llamas are nice, too. Yeah. Llama Llama Red Pajama, my daughter loves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a powerful book for my daughter.
1: Um, <laughs> should we talk about some of the other awesomeness of Phil? Well, yeah, I... I You had had a specific question. Yeah,
0: I did. I have specific... You know, I'm curious about this notion. So we haven't spoken with any vegan business... Well, yes, we have spoken with vegan business owners, but they had a vegan business, like a specifically vegan business, like Cats from the Cats Hotcakes. Yes. Um, And we haven't really... So you you own a business. You are vegan. You own three businesses. Well, yes. But the business is not about veganism i mean there it's underlying there and there's a foundation of values and that sort of thing but um i was curious about how you know kind of how do you balance that that idea of wanting to you know have a business that is based on your values and also be business savvy and have it be accessible you know marketable to a non-vegan world Mm -hmm. um and and keep that that level of consistency and Integrity, which is clearly a big part of what your business is about. But you've obviously been successful
2: with that. It is. And um, we definitely, you know, Ryan and I, we both love the business side of it. Like, we love, um, you know, working with that and playing with that and business ideas and marketing ideas and, and such. But it is at the root of it is our yoga you know our own practice as individuals and then with moksha what we connected to with respect to why we wanted to open these businesses is that the seven pillars of moksha you know the foundation of um all of the business owners really just connect with these pillars And really, if you strip away all of them, they come down to three things, really. And that's community. And not only being a yoga studio that's in the community, but really deliberately trying to build community and deliberately be a part of the community. So with our karma work and our charity work and our volunteerism, like really connected to the community. The second thing is environment and how we we treat the earth with our decisions. And the third thing is is accessibility, making that yoga accessible. So we do that with our karma classes that are $5 donation-based classes, and every month it's a different charity that we work with. And the second part of that is our energy exchange program, where that... That's what I do. That's where I met Ryan over there on the (laughs) microphone. And, you know, she is now able to get unlimited yoga and she helps us in the studio, keep the studio maintained, but also is a, the energy exchange program is at the core of community. You know, these people that don't know each other, they all are part of the same program and they start to get to know each other and they build friendships and they Mm -hmm. build. So if we focus on these three things, for us, this is how we make business decisions. It's never making a decision for profit. We feel if we f- connect to these three things and strengthen community, make sure that the product is accessible to people, and make sure that we are treating our, our earth properly, the rest will sort of take care of itself. mm mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, then, you know, we'll we'll close and move on. But it's proven that if you just follow these more value-based principles, then the profit will sort of happen. And we definitely want to be profitable. You know, I want to provide a really quality life for my daughter. I want to do fun stuff with her and take her on trips. And Mm -hmm. I want to do these things. So we are actively... um, you know, hoping that it all works out, but we don't make a, a choice or a decision based on profit. The, f- the first three things, those three levels of community, environment, and accessibility, that's how we make our decisions, mm-hmm. and then we go from there. and And I think it's it. We want to be role models. We want to actively and deliberately show people that you can have a successful business, and at the same time have an ethical business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it can be profitable, it could be, and it can inspire others, you know? We can keep planting these seeds and, um, you know, whenever we do our detox program in in, in the beginning of the year, and it's vegan-based, and so many people after that detox program, you know, choose to be vegan. When they see not only how powerful it is for their body mm-hmm. and how awaking it is for their body, when they're eating these whole foods and eating these clean foods, um, but it awakens the the compassion within. they start to see that you yeah. know they're eating less violence, yeah, they're oh. literally eating less torture, and that's peaceful when you start eating more peaceful food, mm-hmm. like that type of choice to to live your peace you know, is going to start to spread to all the people around you. And I used to try to jam it down people's throats. I think we've all been <clears> there. You know, my best friend, and specifically with the yoga, like people would I'd be like, oh, you got to do this. You got to just come to yoga. Like anytime someone asked me about something, I'd say, like, oh, you know what would help? Yoga. Right? <laughs> and it really was true, but it was like people, okay, I get it, Phil. You fucking love yoga, whatever, Phil. Do. All right, I get it. <laughs> But then I just stopped, I stopped promoting it, I stopped talking about it. All I did was do my practice, and people would then all of a sudden come to me, yeah, yeah. and it's like, "Dude, you're so different, like you used to like be so angry and so hot tempered, like, what do you what's going on?" And now I was able to have a dialogue because they would ask questions, right yeah. and then my friends started coming, and my friends started being impacted, and um, I was finally able to plant the seed you know but it came from my own peace you know it came from me so the practice had to start with me and like you know like gandhi said be the change you want to see so i wanted to be that change and when i focused on that all the other things sort of came unfolding so for from business if we can focus on building community being a part of the community making sure that anybody who comes and wants to try this yoga even if it's heated, that it can be accessible. It can, we can find a way to modify your injuries and help you explore your strength and then also how we, how we treat the earth is the overall because if we keep killing our earth, it's like, none of us are going
3: mm-hmm. do to, we're not going to be able to plant any freaking seeds, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah.
2: It's like, so, let's be ethical, let's be successful and let's more, let's get more businesses um, doing that but, the reality is that small businesses are owned by you know, people, so the people have to become more peaceful. The people have to yeah. become more compassionate, and it's hard when you're in a business because you're thrown all these ways to save money, <laughs> and none of them are ethical. Right. From a from a yeah. like a, from a personal value place, it's like oh, I can save you money if you just cut the corner here, cut the corner there, buy this cheaper product that's from China and buy this and buy and then you know we can get your clothes cheaper if they we buy and it's like yeah. well what what purpose does that service so we can make you know ten thousand dollars more right at the end of the year and how much harm are we going to do
1: that's yeah. actually interesting because there are a lot of people um yoga clothes i mean yoga is a big business it
3: i is. think i it mean yoga is
1: yoga is big business and it's elite and it's uh, not necessarily intentionally, but it's popular, and it's real housewives kind of whatever and there are definitely places that sell yoga clothes that are very expensive, like Lulu you know they're qual- they're definitely quality, but they're very expensive and even at moksha, there are a lot of clothes there that are very expensive, and people look at the price tag and they think, "Oh my God, that's so expensive, but they don't realize that like an individual person made the you know the onesie or the urban halos or whatever. They don't realize that a person made those. And yeah, they're expensive, but it didn't it's not mass produced out of a machine that it's
2: yeah. And I, mean, I think I think cheap. there's more value too in like just eating organic and eating healthy is so expensive for people. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the main excuses that people were like I just can't afford to fucking eat this way. You know, when when mac and cheese is 99 cents or whatever. You know, yeah. it's like but what I try to encourage people, I say, yeah, no. But if you buy this quality stuff, you're not going to waste as much as well. Right. Like you're going to really, you know, embrace every part of it. You know, and if we can create less waste at the same time, you know, you're paying a little more, but you're not going to. You're going to eat more whole, so you're going to need to eat less mm-hmm. and still be full. But you're going to waste less.
1: One of the things that kept coming up for me during the Living Green Expo, um, you know, that we owe it to each other, that we owe it, it's it's bigger than just what we do to ourselves because what everybody else does affects everybody else. And so I would say things like, if you, your decision to eat meat and subsequently get heart disease or whatever, preventable diseases, cost me money in taxes, in your health care and all that, my decision to smoke or inject heroin whatever causes
3: mm-hmm. it it's costs that, other people
1: money we owe it to each other to do better well yeah I there's I have a,
0: a half written essay about that um, well that's a big just, part of
2: yoga too is interdependence like the main yeah. teachings of of yoga are like this is this because that is that mm-hmm. like everything is interdependence but that. The root of that interdependence comes from the understanding of impermanence. Like nothing will stay the same. And what people need to understand when they make these broad statements of like, I can never be vegan because I just love meat. It's like the reality is that we all can have a radical shift in character. And it it may take time, but we have the ability and power to shift radically and we need to shift radically for this planet to survive and for us to survive in a way that allows us to thrive moving forward not just survive but thrive and it just requires this radical um, shift of character and that's possible and there's this beautiful story a zen story about a mother who loses her only child to murder I love that story. And she is just unbelievably angry. And when she's sitting at the trial for the boy who killed her son, a teenager as well, the judge asks her, you know, do you want to say anything? And she stands up and she looks at the boy and says, one day I'm going to kill you. And the boy is taken off and he's put into jail. And for two years... Um, you know, she lived with a lot of anger and a lot of hate. And her some of her friends suggested, you know, a meditation practice. And her therapist suggested some meditation and maybe some yoga to create some healing for her. And it, something seemed to resonate with her in this detaching from her, her anger and hate and really sitting with it and embracing it and feeling it fully. And two years later, she started to visit this boy in jail that murdered her son and would bring mindfulness to him and just was the only person that visited him. He had no family, no f- no one left. And she visited him for 10 years. Every day. Would visit Every him. day? Every day. Would visit this boy and bring him stuff and read him stories. And when he was released from jail and paroled, um, she took him in. I'd say 25 years later when he was really successful and he had moved out and gone to college and gone to university and created a career for himself. The, she He was over for dinner one day and she looked at him and said, you know, remember that time I said I was going to kill you? And he said, yeah, I remember. And she said, I did. That you that saw nothing and saw hopelessness, that you that saw, you know saw the ability to kill another person. I killed that. You know, so you could have this life that's more full of love and full of compassion. And so there there's two radical shifts of character there, you know. This woman had a radical shift in character. And this boy had a radical shift in character. And it was all through this act of compassion an act of mindfulness to be present with with where we are and where we need to go from here as a world as a society and as a global initiative you know the choices we make and just how we eat have such powerful powerful ripple effects mm-hmm. and it's obviously taking some time but i mean when you look at the supermarkets now there's so many more options for people to and it's becoming cheaper. It was even more expensive, you know, even two years ago to to be a vegan. And now it's becoming way more accessible for people. And it's because of people like yourselves who have decided to put this on the airwaves, you know. And now people around the world are like, oh, popping through podcasts, oh, what's this vegan one? <laughs> what is a vegan? What the hell is a vegan? You know, is it vegan? Is it vegan? What's? How do we say it? What the <laughs> hell's going? And it's just more and more people are getting access to these, this planting of seeds. Yeah. So the less aggressive we can do it, I think, is the better approach.
0: That is an awesome story.
3: Wow,
2: well, it's a powerful story.
0: Yeah, it really is. It's one of my favesies. So, yeah, I was totally going to ask about the inspirational speaking gig, but I think you just demonstrated that pretty well. (laughs) Well, we should probably mention it. Are we going to just did, I guess? I I don't know. I don't really know what that's about. Well, well, before I was
2: uh, doing yoga, for 15 years I traveled around the world doing motivational speaking or inspirational speaking. That's how I made my living.
0: How did you get into that?
2: I was always a loudmouth attention seeker, (laughs) and I just was very fortunate in high school to have some amazing teachers that saw my ability to get people's attention and instead of being a class clown they really challenged me to do something good with it and I remember when I became student council president I I did it because I was popular enough and my friend said you should do it man we'll run the fucking school man let's go Uh and it was <laughs> there was no leader in me, or I didn't see the leader in me. I was like, I saw the leadership position. I'll be president, man. And I went, and I became president, and as president of my school, I went to a conference to represent my school, a leadership conference. And that conference really knocked me on my ass. Like, the speakers, the energy, the, the people, like, I left that conference literally— that radical shift of character. Like I, yeah. I wanted to lead all of a sudden. I was like, how could I really lead instead of just have this position? Yeah. And I brought two of the speakers at the conference. I hired to do an assembly at our school. And that those are the two speakers where I, when I, they were on stage, I was like, man, people do this for a living? And that's the first time I saw that that could be a job. Yeah, wow. And I hired them to come to our school. My English teacher, Mr. Toffoletti, was one who always challenged me. One of those teachers, you know, I thought he hated me, but he cared so much. Like someone said, you know, if this guy wasn't on your case, then I'd worry. It means he doesn't care, but this guy's always on your case for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And after the assembly, I had English class, so we had English class, and he asked me to stay after class. And of course, all the kids are like, "Ooh, you're in trouble!" <laughs> and I put on my attitude face. I sat down at the front, like, "What? What now?" And he got like this close to me, like just inches. Three, three inches from my face. And I was like, you know that sp- those speakers you brought in, Phil? I was like, yeah. Those guys are loudmouths just like you. You know mm-hmm. what the difference is? They've chosen to do something good with it. And he walked out of the room. Oh. And I, I was like, what? Well, you, you don't know me. And I stuck my finger up in the air and I'm walking around all day telling my friends, like, me doesn't know me. And I had all this attitude, but every night I went to bed for the next two weeks and every time, every morning I woke up, I just, when I was alone, I'd think like, am I not doing something good with it? And, um, that's where a big shift for me started. And I started, you know, reaching out to my school in a different way and trying to lead. And that's where I planted the seeds for me to one day do that, to become a speaker so once I graduated from high school, I moved out west, western Canada, the Rockies. And I was working um, for this big national DJ company, Touring, doing these big video dances at high schools. And I was taking business courses and drama courses so I could learn about stage presence. and. Mm-hmm. But one day, driving through the Rocky Mountains, I, my first speech came to me. Like, I'd always be thinking about it, but I did so much driving, and I pulled over the truck, I started writing ferociously, and the very next day, I quit the DJ gig. I quit everything, and I started phoning schools. Hey, I'd like to come speak at your school. And, uh, that's how I did it. Wow. And then somehow I was able to make a living doing it. I was able to do it well enough, I guess. And, um... And that's why I loved yoga. When I found yoga, this was a great way to stay healthy on the road. And it was fun to visit different yoga studios all across the country, all around the world, and connect to this bigger community and to this understanding that we're all interdependent. Yeah. So I do less speaking now and more yoga. And a lot of my yoga stuff, like my Dharma hip-hop yoga programs, are combining my speaking with my yoga but i do less speaking
1: hip-hop yoga is so fun
2: hip-hop yoga is fun i love it Alice, I'm... have you done hip-hop yoga yet no i want to dharma hip-hop yoga mm-hmm. so we bring the zen buddhism philosophy some zen vibes great music funky beats mm-hmm. a little swagger yoga with a conscious swagger uh-huh We shake it. We shake it a little bit. Our Mm. vegan booties. We shake it. (laughs) I want to see
0: that picture of my shorts.
2: Yeah, It's somewhere online, isn't it? Mm
0: -hmm. I don't. I haven't seen it. You should send it to me. I should find it again. Yeah, I don't know.
2: There's a there's a shot out there.
0: There's a shot. (laughs) Dallas's
2: booty.
0: Dallas's booty, and it says vegan booty because those are your shorts. Those are my shorts. Wearing vegan booty shorts. Mm -hmm. Yep, they are booty shorts that say vegan booty on them, and there is a little treasure chest on the front the uh, front leg, too, because it's like pirates.
2: Yeah.
1: Or, never mind. Uh-huh. Uh, you, Phil's picking up what I'm laying down. I'm so, What? I'm thinking of a conversation. I feel like we digressed a little bit, but I'm thinking of a conversation that we both had with a woman today who came into the studio with some questions, and she said... She feels like people that do yoga are all in on the secret. They have, they just have this big secret, and they're all in on it. And I said, well, as soon as you come, you know the secret. You know the secret that anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not a private secret. We're not holding it,
2: but it's really not a secret. It's been around five thousand years.
0: <laughs> totally accessible
2: yeah yeah totally accessible (laughs) an
0: accessible secret Mm -hmm.
2: it's right there in front of you people just have to just open their eyes and open their hearts a little bit to themselves
1: yeah
2: it's scary though for people to look at themselves in such an intimate way
1: Mm -hmm. it is very intimate that's a good way to put it
2: you know people don't want to see some of the shit that they they know it Mm -hmm. They just don't want to look at it and be like okay now i have to face this yeah I do make terrible decisions with my life. <laughs> the very first
0: time that I came to try moksha, um I I remember really clearly cuz I came and uh my husband dropped me off and he was he like went to the bookstore, or the grocery store nearby or something and when I came out of there I was just, like, in love with the world. I was just, everything was beautiful, and I just loved him, and I loved my friends, and like, I have a friend who moved to Seattle, and I hardly ever talked to him, and I called him, and I was like, I just haven't talked to you in forever, and I just love you, and I'm like, I'm cleaning my room, and I'm just, you know, it was, I don't know, it was something crazy, and my husband's like, what? happened in there like i don't know but it was so cool and
2: i remember you asking awesome. me later like is, is it, like, it is it uh, normal if someone comes out and they just like love things more and i know yeah. i remember you asked me that i you that yeah i was like yeah it's so, pretty common it was pretty like common. yeah
0: so i yeah that was just crazy and um it was like something maybe the heat melted some icky stuff away i don't know what happened but it was so awesome yeah um and yeah, I know in the, in the wintertime in Minnesota when it's so cold, this last winter wasn't so bad what at all. It was like really nice. But um, still, I mean, getting up at 5 a.m. and driving across town when it's, you know, there's snow out there. That does seem kind of, you know, that seems kind of weird. That's not really me usually, but I
1: totally did it and loved it. I remember there was a, like maybe the one snowstorm we had all winter, which is so weird to say, because normally we have so many. But there was kind of an overnight one, and there's a there's a pretty regular morning crew. It's changed a little bit now that they have morning classes every day. But um, I remember going, and so m- I thought I was gonna be the only one at the studio because live I live so really close by. Yeah. And there was it was a really bad snowstorm, and I couldn't believe how many people showed up for yoga that morning. And I was like, I just felt so close to everybody that. They came and it was a huge group of people that i mean some of these people live really far away and they drove through a snowstorm to come to 6 a.m moksha yeah it's pretty cool it's magical
2: yeah. get the yoga on mm-hmm. melt away some of that shit
1: yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yep
2: That stuff so, that holds us back from living more fully you know? yeah
0: and i kind of and i really love being able to hear you know whatever stories or whatever little bits of it's not really I mean it's not really preaching, but it feels kind of like a spiritual thing to mm-hmm. be able to just take a minute and think about just reflect on reflect on something. Our teachers
2: set you, an you know. intention. So that's one of the things that that make us a little different is we always set an intention. Because the workout aspect of it is gonna be there. Yep. Like you're gonna fucking work, you're gonna sweat, you're gonna like it's gonna be challenging, it's gonna be like give me water. So that aspect of the but we don't want it it to be just a workout yeah we want people to really see that that stuff will be there you'll get that but what's your movement doing like what you're you're here to yep. 60 minutes breathing in a more deliberate way where's that what's that leading to like how are you practicing why are you practicing today so we set an intention every time
0: yeah and that makes a huge difference i think i mean for me that 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 is the benefit that i care more about than i mean yeah because the the working is going to happen and yeah. it's nice yeah. it's totally nice to be able to stretch and breathe and you know
2: for us we look at it like the big things that's going to happen but it's the small things that you can do every day that make the biggest difference mm. you know the small things that you do every single day day in and day out you know that make the biggest difference in, in your world because the big things are going to happen always like they're already taking place We're getting older every day. Like, these big things are happening. It's like, but how are we living the small things that we can do, the things that are actually within our ability every day? And we can make better choices with our food. We can make better choices in how we treat people. You know, we can treat ourselves better.
1: Well, you've got something really magical and special at that studio, and presumably the other ones as well. And I hope that you know that.
2: Well, I love doing it, and I'm glad I was finally able to get on this show. I yeah. I've been, been jonesing to get on here.
0: That's pretty cool. <laughs> so, should we move to our product review? We should. Product review, product review, we're gonna do a product review. Yeah!
1: <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to eat one of these? Um,
2: my gum flavor's gone. I will try now.
1: Okay. Uh-huh. Be sure to chew right into the mic. This <laughs> is Dea. Do you want, this is a day of wedges, so do you want jack or cheddar? Oh, or no, I like
2: cool? the day of wedges. I just I just had some for lunch today. Oh, nice. Oh, I made yes. a beautiful sandwich with my day of wedges. <laughs> so good, tra- good job on the product review. I can now actually uh, in- involve myself in it.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really fantastic. Let's all chew at the same um, time
1: into the mics.
2: I feel like the crackers are stale. I don't like that.
1: What? Well, they could, well, no. The crackers cool. are not the... <laughs>
0: yeah mm. i put some of these what
1: this these crackers have been sitting out for about an hour
0: and the they're they're softer
1: no they have gotten yeah. stale. almost stale oh. that is really big. i don't
2: know what you guys are feeding
1: <sighs> no this this bag's only been we well, just opened this bag recently
0: yeah i okay so we love daya and we have talked about daya before
2: born in canada
0: Wow! was what? born in Canada.
2: Vancouver, BC.
0: Oh wow! I know I, the
2: couple that started it. They just wanted to find something better for their families.
0: Really? That's awesome! Man, Canada has everything. They do everything right.
2: <laughs> but, Pretty dope. Thank you.
0: But anyway, so we we talked about Daya before, of course, and most most of you should know what what about Daya by this point. But um, I can't believe how stale these these crackers got. See how uh, for an hour.
2: Let's go back today. I might
0: So um I guess so they've had the shreds for a really long time and I have been wanting some kind of vegan cheese that really tastes like cheese for a while, even though I don't hardly even remember what that might be like. but You I had don't some know kind what of, cheese tastes like? I, yeah, not really. But I had some kind of vague notion. And so when I saw I saw an ad in Veg News Magazine that that these were coming soon. Like, like They didn't even, they put an ad <laughs> out that it was coming soon before they... So I was actively scoping, scoping, looking, waiting for these wedges. And when I first saw them, there was only one left on the shelf. They'd all been taken already, I would say, like on a Sunday night. So I grabbed the last one and I was so thrilled. So thrilled. So um there are three flavors that they make, but there's only two flavors available in our area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's um jack, which is the white kind, and cheddar, which is the yellow kind. And then they make what, like a jalapeno They make a pepper jack or of pepper the shreds. No, there's the other wedge is it's something It's not mozzarella. I think, no, I think it's a it's a jalapeno something, I think. But who knows? Maybe somebody else out there. Well, other. we don't get that one here. No, no. We, we haven't gotten Not it. Not at
1: Whole Foods, anyway.
0: Not yet. And I haven't seen them anywhere except for Whole Foods so far. Um, but in any event, I this, to me, the jack wedges are better. Any of the shredded kinds of daya. And it's my new favorite. It's my new favorite thing. I love it.
2: <clears throat> I made a great sandwich today for me and my daughter.
1: Did you slice it or did you melt it? or? What did
0: you
2: do? I sliced it up and it was awesome that was it oh cheese and bread or no (laughs) actually what i did is i am mine's spicier than my daughter's but i make this uh really nice you know like if you could think about like shaved roast beef but it's shaved tofu so it's Mm -hmm. really thinly sliced and i cook that up in a nice um, habanero but not my daughter's just olive oil for but like a habanero barbecue like really spicy so I pile it up like, and then nice cheese.
0: That sounds amazing. Mm. But yes. We should have had you cook for the show. <laughs> if you see these wedges anywhere, I think you should grab a couple. A couple of them at yeah. least because you're yeah. going to love them. You're going to love them. If really you
2: like I wish the packaging was a little, the packaging is weird. It's.
1: I agree with you.
2: So that they've created the packaging. It's like when you open it, it sort of looks like a piece of bread. The yeah. cheese is cut into a piece of bread, but to pop it out, you can't get at it. And it's just sort of they say you could reseal it, but it's it's they need to just maybe cultivate a new packaging. But
1: yeah, I don't love the package either because it's hard to the first.
2: But I do love the, the product. Th- yeah,
1: yeah,
0: the first slice is hard. I don't know. I started mine in the middle and cut out like in thin. It's triangles. like a pan of brownies. Yeah, it's
1: hard to get the first. Yeah. It's out. like a pan of
0: brownies, yes. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, it, it's amazing just... And I guess um, if you let it sit out at room temperature, then it's kind, it's sort of spreadable. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. But um, I put... I actually packed some crackers with um, cheddar slices in my lunch yesterday, but then by the time I opened them, um, the crackers had sucked up all the moisture, and it wasn't very fun.
2: Ah! So...
0: If you're going to do that, put them in separate containers, I guess.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and have them after.
0: I have cannot them, believe
1: how yeah. stale those got. That blows my mind. So, it's really
0: Might bizarre.
2: be the Dea, though, sucking up the...
1: Yeah, I think... Well, it must be, because... Something's going
2: on with I hate those cracker crackers. Situation.
1: Something's going on. I had one of those crackers earlier today, and it was not like that. Huh. Well, are we ready? Wait, Elliot, do you have anything to say about the Dea? I
3: liked them. Pretty impressed.
1: Even with
0: the... Um,
1: <laughs> but you had one earlier. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. They,
3: they were better, before.
0: We ate a couple before. Did you like the white one or the yellow one better? Uh,
2: white. Yep. So but what you- we're trying to say here, team, if you're out there <laughs> listening, always have them separate. Yeah. And <laughs> unite them in one moment. Don't let them sit. Yeah, them the the point point of, and, of yeah, the tra-
0: crackers and wedges. They, yeah. they shouldn't hang out together for very long before you eat them.
2: But if you bring them together in one beautiful moment, <laughs> your life could change forever.
0: It could. It could. I, you know, I hardly ever do this. Hardly ever. What are you doing? But what I, what I did, I'm making a confession. <gasps> I went, I tried the, I tried it without my husband around. Oh, I know this. And then I loved it and I hid it in the fridge. <laughs> I put it in a drawer he never looks in. He didn't want because it because I didn't to him get want it. him to eat it all. I was like, he won't appreciate it like I will. <laughs> He's not going to appreciate that there will be more but right now. And he doesn't this is look I so have important to save to me. this for me. <laughs> right now.
2: He this is never. really
0: important to me. I'll never
1: appreciate it like I, I do. And I think part
0: of it is that when I was there there was only one left on the shelf and I'm like, I don't know when they're going to restock this. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I don't know. And my my husband's not very picky. He, and he wasn't really even that excited about it. He's like, oh, look at that. Something new. And, I, and I'm the one who's been rolling by every single time I'm in the store, check in to see if they're there. So, yeah, I hit, I totally hit it. Um, and now he's had plenty, so it's okay. They are
1: there.
2: Have you guys ever done a product review on the that, uh, cheese sprinkle Parma?
1: Nope.
2: Yeah, we should do that one day.
1: Yeah. The, um, they don't have it at Galaxy? Whole Foods, but they have
2: it at uh, the Wedge. And it's nutritional yeast-based, so and, a good B12 source, hmm? but it's really good.
1: Is it um, Follow Your Heart, or what's
0: it? No, it's, no, it's a separate. Parma. It's Parma is the company. It's separate. I don't know if I've ever had it. Well, we can try that some Well, if they day. don't have it at Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah. it's then dead to you. They
2: right? did have it on Whole Foods, and they stopped carrying it at Whole Foods. Is it purple? So I had to research the city, and I found it at The Wedge. What the heck? But I just love the product.
0: Well, we will have to give that a try. We'll, well have, have some. Well, t- so
2: the one at them? the one at they sell now at Whole Foods. You know, it's just sort of—I don't know if it's rice-based or whatever—but it it just okay. it has no nutritional value. It's just, hmm. and Daya really has no nutritional value. It's plant-based, but has no nutritional value. But the the Parma is nutritional yeast-based, so it's B twelve, good source of B twelve for vegans and hmm. cheese flavor.
1: Yay! Don't take away my nutritional value from daya. <laughs>
0: You don't Let care about pretend. nutrition. You eat potato chips and jelly beans. For and down. scotch. And scotch. Yeah. That doesn't... I... Yeah. So she needs to feel like she's eating something marginally <laughs> healthy sometimes. Um, okay. Green challenge? Yeah. It's time for the green challenge. green challenge. Green challenge. Green challenge. There's no gloves. There's no swords. No white suits. Uh-uh. It's just green challenge. You're just doing the earth a solid. Yay. Elliot, help me out. We're going to talk about leave showers. Elliot is the one who taught me about the screen challenge. I don't know what this is. Leave showers. Do you, well, is it leave like L-E-A-V-E? Like like when you're on leave?
3: Correct.
0: And being, but that's misleading because being on leave, you would think it's like a vacation. But this is a Navy thing. So when you're on leave, it's like you're on leave from land. (laughs) You're on the boat. That's the idea, yeah. So you're really working. Right. On leave, which right. is very weird to me. You're but leave, you're leaving to go work. You're leaving to go work, so leave showers, as yes. Elliot explained it to me, is a naval practice where when but not belly buttons. No, not not that kind. And not the oranges, but the the sailors. Okay. The sailors on the seas with the with the bell-bottom Seamen. pants and the yep. yes. Um, so they're we're not
1: semen. Sea no, men. no,
0: we're we're just getting all over the. But anyway, when they're on a boat, there is only you would think that there'd be lots of water, but there is not that much water to take showers with. So they do this thing where they turn the water on, they get all wet, then they turn the water off, they soap up, and then they turn the water on and rinse off. So you don't aren't using all of that water while mm. you're soaping up. And so I thought. You first told me about this, and it was winter time, or close to winter, and I'm thinking that sounds cold, because... <laughs> it is. It's cold. Um, but I tried it at Moksha. Oh! After, um, after hot yoga, and you come out, and you don't really care whether or not you're going to be cold, because you can't be, really, <laughs> <laughs> for a while. It's very difficult. Um, and so I thought, I'm going to try Elliot's leave shower thing, and I did it, and it was... A fun adventure. And I should try it at home more often. Adventures and showering. But I was kind of thinking, well, maybe that would be my thing for when I do moksha and I take a shower at moksha. I would always do a leave shower because that's really easy. But yeah, so you you turn on the water just long enough to get your hair wet and get everything wet. And then you just turn it off and you can put your shampoo in and get all soapy everywhere. Just don't slip because you'll have suds every place and they'll be really built up. And then you can turn the water on and you just quick, quick, quick. It's kind of a game. Oh. Try to rinse off as fast as you can.
2: Yeah, I did that in uh, <clears throat> when I was in Australia a few years ago. It was during a drought season. And um, so the whole nation was on sort of like, listen, limit your showers to two minutes. Wow. And um, so I was like, well, how am I going to do that? And that's my, my best friend, Jen, who lives there. She's like, this is what you do, man. You just go in, get some water on you, put the soap on, then turn yep. the water back on, rinse off, you're out. Yep. You could do it in one minute. I was like, all right. And it was. It was a great experience. And, Especially uh,
0: with you, if it's still little hair.
2: Yeah, yeah. Especially, yeah. Uh, shaving your head can be a green green thing. Too.
1: Yep. Well, it I can, sh- actually. <laughs> I personally shower so infrequently that I like to enjoy them when I take them. Yep. I only shower, like, once a
0: week. And I get that. But it's very easy to kind of, like, turn on the water and just stand there and let it be warm. And, you know, like... Putts around. And that's not really that good. It's I not take that like good. seven so,
2: showers. Yeah, but I only shower once a week. All that yoga and you only shower once a week. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: me, I try. Yeah,
0: it's that like that. Sweating
2: I try, is like a good shower, like cleansing yourself yeah. inside out. I. And I don't
1: have greasy hair, and I don't have like I have normal skin that's not dry or greasy, so it works out well. With me,
0: with the martial arts stuff, it's. You sweat so much, and it's not like the it's not the complete sweating from every place when you're in a hundred and five degree room holding intense postures for a while. It's just kind of regular working out, Mm -hmm. sweating, and so yeah, it can be kind of to sometimes. I'd um, want
1: to shower more frequently if that's what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I
0: can I kind of get frustrated because I feel like can I get away with not showering this morning because I'm gonna go to class this evening and then you know like I just I try to not do it so much but it's it's difficult and I get really annoyed when I feel like it's almost like I have to get really really sweaty or really dirty before I can (laughs) feel like it's really worth it but yeah I I get stuck doing that so leave showers are that's going to be a a more frequent thing for me this sounds like a
1: lot of fun maybe
0: I I wonder if there's uh,
2: some study or statistic on how much water we save if we do it
1: I don't know Sure, there could be. I'm sure, well, you
0: know. It must
2: be. It must be out there somewhere. Elliot, can you find that information? For
0: <laughs> so, yeah, leave showers. Try it. They're fun. They're a fun game. Just think of it that way. Huh. And now is a good time to maybe start because it is May it and is it May. is not like November when it's really cold. Yeah. So it would Get be used to it. a lot easier to do it now. So, yeah, fun. Do we want to do shout outs?
1: I think we ought to. Shout out! Shout outs. Shout out.
0: Shout out. Yep. I shouted out to you in a previous episode.
2: Give me one of those. Boom. Boom.
0: I don't remember why. It was something you said in class that I thought was amazing and did something. I don't remember.
2: But it was cool. (laughs) That didn't last. It (laughs) didn't. We planted a seed, but we did not nurture that seed. Well, it Mm. went
0: somewhere. Maybe it just did its thing and. Now it's just so much a part of me that we don't even know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so do we have any shout-outs?
1: God, I shouted out to everybody in the last episode. I have nobody to shout-out to in this one. That kind of happens. It does. Um, come back to me. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, this Let's is the let time our guest where- go first. Yeah, this is the time where we shout-out to anyone, anything.
2: Well, I would like to uh, shout out to um, Dea for coming out with wedges. <laughs> yes,
0: that's a good one. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and, you know, it did start in Canada. Nice. Just a couple who wanted to do better for their kids, wanted to find a better alternative for their family. And then they started getting into it and started getting into it. And next thing you know, it's worldwide. So that's pretty cool. It is. Um, I want to shout out to um, all the uh, slam poets in the city. Hmm. because they're getting ready for a big... Um, this month is uh, the finals where the team is selected to go to the nationals and represent the Twin Cities. So there's a lot of great slam poets in this city, and Minneapolis-St. Paul always represents well nationally and has won it uh, many, many years in a row.
0: I love slam poetry.
2: Yeah. Love it. And there's a lot of great uh, slam poetry that's, that is on vegan veganism and just like... What choices we're making. There's a lot of great poets out there. Really? There's some cool pieces. Yeah. Where?
3: Just How can the, I just, hear them?
2: Just uh, Kirsty. You just gotta come. Kirsty is one of them. Yeah, but she's just, amazing. She is amazing. So shout out to Kirsty. Shout out to Kirsty. Who? How can I find this thing? One of our teachers.
0: Does she do them online? Are they on a podcast? Sometimes
2: she'll just do it for you. Sometimes she does it in class.
0: When? When is she the one that teaches in the morning? Sometimes the, yeah, the little one. The, red the, redhead, head, yeah. Yeah. the little redhead. The little redhead. The pistol. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
2: But um, just ask her to do I wanted to me. give them a shout out. And I wanted to uh, give a shout out to my daughter, MJ Productions, <laughs> who's uh, a little angel, my sweet angel.
0: <laughs> how old is
2: she now? She just turned three. She often sits in the back of our car and she says to me, Dad, you know what I'm still thinking about? I was like, What, sweetie? I'm still thinking about how anybody could hurt animals. Oh, I just don't understand why people would do it.
0: Yeah, Aww. we just had that conversation. That it, you know, that whole notion that sometimes when I hear about something or I witness something, like on a recording or whatever, I just think, how would it ever occur to someone to do that? How-?
2: Well, we were at a uh, like a Chinese market where they have like the ducks hanging out, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. duck, like they're the full wings of the duck, yeah, like yeah. there's. Sp- and my daughter went into that shop, and it was just like... And that was six months ago, and she still thinks about it like, who can uh, do this? Yeah. That innocence of a child just understand very, very... Um, innocently but rationally, like, this is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> that we would do this for our own food or for our own entertainment.
0: I love the, the simplicity of the vegan kid stuff. Um, what, we had um, Al Nowoski on a couple episodes ago, and he, had, he brought his daughter Anna... Who was she's five, Mm -hmm. and we were we interviewed Anna and we asked her about what it's like to be vegan when you're five, and um, it was really cool. And she was talking about lunch at her school, her preschool, and how she you know she brings her lunch and what's in her lunch and what's in you know her friends' lunches and when she sees um, that her friends lunch you know her friends are eating animals and she says, I don't like it. And I don't like that, and I, but I only say that in my head. <laughs> I don't say that to them. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my God. that. Yep, I say a lot of things in my head, too, <laughs> all the time. <clears throat> but, you know, it's just.
2: I'm On that nice. note, I would like to give a shout-out to my daughter's Montessori preschool, Little Flowers.
3: Oh. Mm-hmm.
2: Who, um, when I told them that, you know, she's snack time, she's vegan, I was like, oh, that's great. We'll, we'll always make sure she has a vegan snack available.
1: Yeah, that's so awesome.
0: Because I thought
2: I was gonna have to make her something every day, but they're like, no, we got that covered.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, apparently Anna's preschool um, when Al and his wife went to go kind of check things out, um, they in the past had had a pet cockroach in the in the in the classroom, and so they said, well, you know, just so that you know, some of the parents get a little bit <laughs> a little freaked out, but it's a, everything's fine. But you know, we we might have a pet cockroach this year, and Al said, okay. Well, if that's the case, just don't be surprised if Anna says something about animals not belonging in cages. <laughs> and then they didn't have one. So. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um,
2: that's so. one of the reasons I actually, I was in L.A. recently, and I, I don't typically go to zoos or support zoos, but I, I wanted to take my daughter at some point to a zoo so she could see. Yeah. Like, as it, like... And she saw on her own, like, I just, let's walk around. I'm not going to feed your head with something. Just, like, I want to know what you notice. And what she noticed, I said, what did you notice? Like, when we got to this uh, monkey, the monkeys. And she's like, they're so sad. Mm. Yeah. And, And I was like, yeah, they probably don't like being in this cage and being shipped off around the world to to sit here and try to entertain for us, right? Like, they were just so sad, these animals. Oh, gosh, yeah. <clears throat> and that's what she noticed, that just, like... And she finally got it on her own, like... Because I don't know what or where she got it from, but to that point, she was... Started playing these games with her friends of, like, putting all her animals in cages and, like, her stuffed toys and stuff. Yeah. like. And I was like, why are you doing that? Animals don't belong in cages. And I don't know where she learned it from, but... That sparked my desire to go to the zoo when we were yeah. on this trip. And after that, she never, she doesn't.
1: She doesn't play that doesn't anymore? Doesn't
2: put them in cages. She likes to free them. And yeah. Al was
1: actually, Al talked about that a little bit with his daughter. She was um, pretending to pretending eat monkeys. from her barrel of monkeys game. Mm-hmm. And so um, he talked about them being able to pretend and learning the difference between real and pretend. And
2: yeah, there's teaching there's moments really, all over the place. Oh, yeah.
1: all the time, yeah.
2: For all Teachable of us, <laughs> for all of us, not just teaching our kids, but we need to teach each other and yeah, you know, like Mother Teresa said, if we don't have peace in the world, it's because we've forgotten we belong to each other.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah.
2: So shout out to Mother Teresa. Shout
0: out <laughs> to Mother Teresa. Yeah, she's cool. That that gross. Gross. Um, there was a really cool thing I saw at the Living Green Expo too. That was um, a company that makes jewelry. And, I don't know, like, uh, wine bottle stoppers and beer the keychains that have the beer pop mm-hmm. thingy on it. I don't know what they're called. What, well, Anyway, but they make them from, um, I don't know, recla- <laughs> reclaimed nuclear weapons.
3: What?
0: Really? Um, yeah, so it's like um, beer, not bombs. Uh, oh, you have one of those?
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, of course Elliot has one of those. <laughs> oh,
0: that's one of those. Well, you just have one of those things. I just
3: do standard one. You have a
0: standard one, but that's... Um, I work at a liquor store. It's like a beer wrench or something. I don't know. But these, they had, you know, like peace sign emblems and huh. different, you know, trees of life and, you know, St. Christopher or whatever, nice. you know, pendants and stuff. That. But, um, and they had a little, it was really creepy to hold this thing, but it was, you know, all these copper wires in this tube and, but yeah, it was a, it was a big, big, big ass weapon that, um... <laughs> for Whatever reason didn't blow the world up and they made it into peace signs. Oh, nice. <laughs> like, this is really that's interesting. Is that it a is Minneapolis
2: kind of, company or was it a national... I'm
0: not exactly certain. Um, we were kind of on a time frame, but um, it was really fascinating. And
2: we don't know the name of the company,
0: I don't remember, so we
2: can't give you an official shout out. I company. suppose if
0: you just do like Google beer, not bombs, you might find something about it but yeah and i said how do you get these you know like you don't you're not dumpster diving nuclear weapon you know like you, i don't yeah, know for sure. well maybe but he they says there are there are contractors that work with the pentagon and something 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 they get them but it was really it my was favorite really way to crazy. get
1: things is through something something something
0: yeah i yeah it's a good source
1: <laughs> so
0: um i guess that i don't really have anything really specific this time around I've got a couple now. maybe maybe just a shout out to my my boogie bee and my pie pie and my toboggan and my kit Kat, which are all my four boys, and then your never... husband, yeah, he gets that sometimes he he's great okay, but the, that's just for the it's just for my babies right now
1: I am going to shout out to i don't even know what she would be to me my Husbands, sisters, husbands, sister.
3: Yeah, that's could right. just say
1: sister-in-law, because who knows? She's not really, though, because my husband's sister would be my sister-in-law, but anything beyond that would be nothing.
0: Yeah, okay, well,
1: your friend? A girl I know through various holiday things, because she's in some distant way related to me. Anyway, um, she sent me a text message today wanting to go to yoga and moksha, which I couldn't do because we were recording But we're going to be doing that soon, so I wanted to shout out to her. Cool. And also to my new friend, Renee, who is vegan and has a vegan daughter and a vegan uh, little vegan family. So Renee, Violet, and Ryan. Cool. So shout out to new vegan Big ups. Elliot. Woo. Woo. Nothing. No vegan beers you want to shout out to? I
0: got a couple answers for you. Oh, Oh, all About the leave showers. Leave showers. uh, It says it's.
2: Three gallons as opposed to 60. Wow. Wow. That's big time.
3: And then it's beersnotbombs.com.
1: Cool. There you go. We got it all. Yeah. Thank you, Elliot.
2: Elliot stepping his game Best
1: producer <laughs> ever of all time. That's yeah. called
2: BT, baby. Big time. BT. <laughs>
1: big BT time. is the big time. Okay. Good to so, know. So, Phil, do you want to talk about anything else before we let you get back to your life?
2: No. I was really appreciative that you guys uh, allowed me to come on and, and share some vibes.
1: Of course. Yeah, we're happy
0: we could finally do this. We'll have you on again.
2: Um, and yeah, I would love love to be on anytime you want me on. Cool. When you ready to when you're ready to product review Parma, I'm in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll have you stop by just for a
2: special product review. That's right. Rock, be nice. rock on.
0: <gasps> All right. It's time to say goodbye.
1: Bye. <laughs> Was that weird and abrupt? Yeah. Oh, okay. A little bit. Fans. Thank you for listening. Good night. Farewell. Auf Wiedersehen to you. Goodbye. Yep.
0: Bye.
2: Peace. Bye.